I V M. You've tuned into a show called Mr and Mrs Binge Watch and you were expecting a spoiler free episode so there are many many spoilers on this episode kripya dhyan dijiye You are listening to Mr and Mrs Binge Watch this is Mr Binge Watch Anirudh Koha and with me is Mrs Binge Watch Janice Sequera and Janice do you want to tell our listeners what the time is right now How does it matter We are over a month in lockdown. It does not matter, guys. It does not matter whether it's three a.m. or it's one a.m. or it's six a.m. But it's definitely one of those a.m.s. So the reason Janice does not sound as chirpy and sounds as morose as she does right now is because Janice isn't really an evening person. Janice is a morning person. I am the evening person. I I'm guess. I'm sorry. Really... Are you saying right now is evening? It's an a.m. No, I meant like a. I meant like a. It's a day and night thing, right? So huh. I'm. I'm of course uh, not a morning person but I I get really alert late at night. Uh it's 1 a.m. right now by the way and Janice and I are really kicked about recording this at this time of the hour because Very kicked. because it's like we can do this anytime anywhere at any time of the day. Uh it's also been crazy guys really this lockdown. I know we spoke about it last week and probably the week after that and I'm sorry if this is repetitive but the lockdown has been anything but easy right Janice? Yeah, it's been um, long, long yeah. in the sense not just the number of days that we've been sort of quarantined and locked up in our homes, but long also in the days that are in the in the sense that our days never fucking end. It just goes on and on and on and on. That is true, and so we thought that I mean we thought that we'll do this tomorrow, and then we said you know why not? I mean it's really just about sitting down together and doing this, so why not do it at one a.m. uh you know the ibm studios would have probably never been opened at this time of the hour <laughs> but the residences of janison anirudh are always uh you know up open for business uh before we proceed i want to uh, give a big shout out to my friend and uh, loyal listener of mr and mrs binge watch arkopol choudhury he's is really interesting name that is arkopol so arkopol and me were essentially buddies at dna we were both colleagues uh he worked for the business section and he has a really cool job right now uh as an editor at uh, harper collins publishing uh, so what do you want from him and, why are we doing this shout out because arco he wants something from you no i'll tell you what arco got something really interesting to my notice because he listened to our episode like he always does like i said he's been a guy who's always given me feedback about the stuff we talk about ha and he spoke about how he heard audrey <laughs> janice and my uh, janice and my cat on the show last week and he brought yeah. it to, he brought it to my notice that audrey's made her debut on mr and mrs binge watch hi sound editor at ivm clearly you couldn't wipe out audrey which is perfectly fine that's the entire idea we are at home we are under lockdown and we are still bringing you guys these episodes and we are very happy to but every now and then you might hear a meow and that's just one of our cats you know before we get into the show that ani and i are talking about uh, today i was going to say tonight because it is the middle you of the night you can say tonight it's all right okay. people could be listening to it at any time of the day yeah but you know i wanted to talk about the show that we're binge watching right now which Anirudh has never watched Grey's Anatomy. So now I'll have to give context. Janice, you have this habit of opening a Pandora's box. I was going to box. give context every time we sit down to have a simple conversation about the show we are talking about. You'll mention <laughs> something that's on a tangent, and then I'll be forced 
to give context so here's what's happening but i can give context i'm currently totally I can give context no but this is my context it's okay, my okay. story so okay. i shall share it it's 1am it's 1am i'm totally hooked on to masterclass right now it's something i've always wanted to do it's this cool app for those guys who don't know it's this cool app where people from all walks of life do masterclasses which are basically turned into like 10 15 20 30 lesson courses These and, aren't just anyone. Ah, huh? these are people who are like leaders in their industry, and you know, almost sort of living legends who we follow, or like absolute masters right. of their domain. Right. So, I mean, of course, I downloaded it because I wanted to listen to a lot of the writers and the screenwriters on the app. Uh, and um, I first heard about masterclass a couple of years ago when Aaron Sorkin basically Did signed on to do a masterclass, and I haven't started with Sorkin though. I started with uh, Shonda Rhimes. Uh, and as some of you may know, Shonda Rhimes is the creator of both Scandal uh, and Grey's Anatomy. Her two and most... another show called uh, How to Get Away yeah. with Murder. And, and now How to Get Away with Murder. But basically, Grey's Anatomy and Scandal are her two most famous shows. And Grey's is something she's spoken extensively about on her uh, masterclass. Also, she is uh, the cool thing about masterclass is that in addition to what the uh you know people are talking about there are also references made and they put up notes like for example if shonda rhimes is talking about the grey's anatomy pilot and breaking breaking it down uh there is a pdf document with the final script of shonda rhimes version of the pilot being up there so you can always cross reference check see how things were done so there's a first draft a final draft uh and so on and so forth and Grey's Anatomy is just one of those shows that have just flown under the radar as far as I'm concerned. I've somehow just managed to stay away maybe because it's a medical drama and I feel a little queasy seeing body parts being brought out of humans yeah, and getting together. Yeah, actually I want to ask together. you guys that like you know um I feel like there are two kinds of people people who can watch really gross stuff on TV and still sort of go on with their meal like nothing happened which is me. I'm never grossed out like you could be talking about anything potty showing me blood showing me organs and i'll probably still go on with my meal like nothing happened but anirudh literally cannot watch anything gory if we're ever having a meal no it depends i can i can totally see gory stuff it depends on now yeah i mean like when we were watching days anatomy there was this one moment like there are a few graphic shots of the show also i think it's something that now i don't feel uh, strongly about now that i'm about you know two seasons in because uh, i've gotten used to it i think the first few times also because i thought it's like an old show network show maybe it won't be graphic so it's been interesting because i mean we've got time on our hands and uh, it's also bad news for our podcast because <laughs> it means that we may not have anything new to speak about if we just continue binge watching grey's anatomy but that's what we pretty much done since the beginning of the week i of course i'm doing it purely for uh, the master class purposes so you're not enjoying it but now Can I finish my sentence? But now I'm obviously gotten into it. So let's see how long it lasts. I love it, you know. For me, it's sort of uh, I watched I think about three or four seasons. I know it's on in its seventeenth freaking season now, but I watched about three or four seasons way back in the I don't know two thousand six, two thousand seven. It used to come on Z Cafe or Star Wars, one of the two. So for me, sitting back now and watching it, it's almost like it's new all over again. Except that, of course, I remember some of the core relationships and some of the core drama elements. But, but yeah, the but the cool fun. but the cool thing about Grace is also that Shonda on the masterclass keeps talking about how she was heavily inspired by Sorkin. Hmm. Uh, and you know, so West Wing came out in '99, uh, Grace came out in 2005, and that time, I mean, 
West Wing was probably the most popular show around. Uh, and you know, when you see Grace and because Shonda was such a young writer, then finding her feet, you can see so many, like literally for me, watching Grey's Anatomy now, all these years later, my perspective of it is that it is really a West Wing set in a hospital. Mm. I'm not saying it's as great as West Wing or it, it's it's that, you know, it's that level of brilliance. But clearly that's what Shonda was going for. I think that's how the idea came about that. So, so many aspects of the West Wing, whether it's like the fast talking, whether it's those walks around corridors, whether it's cutting between three different people in the same shot, Mm. Uh, you know, an activity happening in one corner and another activity in the other and you cut between the two without those two activities ever merging is something that Sorkin did and I could clearly see a lot of that on um, on Grey's. And then there's also that entire aspect about staff being competitive about each other but at the same time working together. I think it's got many of those workplace environment uh, themes um, and many attributes. So for me, really, I'm really enjoying that because I'm watching Grace through that prism. It's not gotten it's boring for me. It's just really yet. good network television, you know, because uh, as much as you might say that, you know, there's not that much difference between network TV and ODD uh, sort of shows now, there always will be. Network shows have this way of sort of focusing always more on the relationships, having three, four tracks going on per episode, almost at any point of time and almost every episode is a standalone story by itself yes those relationships and those dramas continue but unlike OTTs which only have one main story I feel like network shows will always have multiple layers and multiple sort of stories going on yeah but that's that's also got to do with the fact that because they had 22 to 26 episodes to explore a story over they had the room to do multiple tracks although to be fair on a show like Newsroom, which again was a 10, 13 part series, uh, Sorkin did use the same device of like three different things happening because like there was, when there's an ensemble, you know, you get the, you get the ability to do that, but it depends a lot on the nature of the show as well, right? So when you're in a workplace environment, there's never any one thing happening in an office, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's another thing. Like when I'm watching Grace, I can understand that you know, a lot like West Wing, there is going to be that one major case of the week, but there are two little small cases also which are important. Mm. So it's been great. Uh, and of course, I can go on and on and keep talking about yes, West Wing. Yes, but that is, I mean, while if you do feel, if you're feeling nostalgic after hearing this conversation, maybe you also should go check out a show that you maybe watched way back and you now want to sit back and watch because it just, it does feel really nice, by the way, to revisit these shows that you watched probably when you were much younger, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, but of course, the show that we're talking about this week, the show we're recommending Janice this week, is quickly getting into the show because she's afraid that I'm going to break into another little spiel about West Wing. Guys, if you uh, know anything about Anirudh Guha in real life, you'll know that he's a major Aaron, uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, geek. And he'll want to talk about West Wing and he'll want to talk about the fast writing and the fast scripting and the dialogues and this and that. And that should be an entire episode completely hosted. Yeah, but, I, but I prefer... Where uh, I am just nodding and saying, hmm, but I, just, I get it. Hmm. But yeah, rather than doing one episode and getting done with it, I prefer just bringing West Wing up every now and then like I do. Sure. But like you said, moving on. Yes, like let me complete what I was saying, right? I'm saying that the show we're talking about today, of course, is HBO's uh, The Outsider. Uh, it's a show that, you know, it's, it's a recreation, it's a television adaptation of uh, Stephen King's 
the outsider the book by the same name it uh, falls under the crime thriller fantasy genre because it falls it really, under too many genres yeah it falls under too many genres i don't think it falls under any genre genesis it's just a stephen <laughs> king the genre that it falls under is it's that stephen it's a stephen king. king adaptation so like yeah let your imagination run wild with that one no but it's interesting so here's what's interesting about the outsider right so uh, the outsider begins with a crime as a lot of crime shows do uh and it begins with this cop played by Ben Mendelsohn uh, essentially being alerted to a crime taking place where there's a kid's body that's been found uh and uh, all roads and all evidences lead to one man in the county uh played by Jason Bateman so you're already you know your interest is already peaked because you realize this is not a who done it at all because who done it's always create an impression yeah. of who's done it but here it seems like it seems like a slam dunk uh you know it seems like there is no way jason bateman would not have done it not only to ben mendelson but to the audience as well but you, but but that gets subverted the very next episode when there is evidence basically put ahead which may uh exonerate jason bateman's character yeah basically by the second episode you're given an entire sort of uh, theory where jason bateman happens to be in two places at the exact same time so the exact same time that all of the witnesses saw him near the dead body of the kid who's been murdered and raped at the very same moment he's also in another part of the country attending a conference a teachers conference so suddenly by the second episode you're like what is happening uh, has bateman pulled a fast one what is the con over here is there a doppelganger or a twin theory right so all so, of that of course right. goes on for a couple of episodes and you know also the fa- i mean then of course enters holly so Kidney. so so this is we are this is a an episode which is going to probably be filled with spoilers so if you're somebody who's not watched the outsiders and wants to go back and see it and come back and listen to it that might be a great idea and if spoilers don't bother you then please hang around it's not like we're going to tell you what's going to happen after this but the outsider is a kind of a show where it's constantly shifting tracks and we might just touch upon that a little bit and so what makes it most interesting is that it starts being a regular crime drama and then you feel like you know there might be a twist to the crime element where either the person is pulling a, a con where by he's going to be exonerated or uh, the fact that he's probably not done it at all and is being framed and both those theories keep you entertained because as an audience you're convinced that it's Jason Bateman who's done it mm. uh, but as it happens in Stephen King novels so the way i would define the outsider is that it's a procedural scene through the lens of a Stephen King book you know so he brings in the supernatural and suddenly you know you start questioning everything uh, and i think that's what makes the show so interesting it's like watching a true crime drama but in reality there's no supernatural twist to crimes usually right you know what's interesting about the outsider is that even when you're talking about elements like you know there are supernatural elements on this show there's fantasy there's a little bit of like you know a lot of imagination involved uh, but at the end of the day when you're watching a procedural of any kind you always want an answer right that answer could be in folklore it could be in legends it could be in urban myths you want a concrete answer about 
what is happening and why it's happening. The outsider, while by the end of the show, there is the final revelation, sort of, you know, what's happened and why. But the reason it took place and the main character behind all of this is still never fully clear in the audience's mind, which really? is actually interesting for me because like, I kept looking at the last two episodes and saying that, am I buying this enough? Or no, do I need I, to suspend my own imagination so first from all? I didn't think that, I mean, I, that wasn't my takeaway. I felt like uh, the the writers, creators, they were they they were able to convince the audience about what was happening and why it was happening and what the idea behind it was. That was clear to me. And I think Janice didn't enjoy the show towards the end as much as I did. But having said that, uh, I think it might be a good idea for anybody going into inside, going into yeah, the outside. outsider to know that this is a show that probably peaks around the 7th or 8th episode mark. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that happens is, uh, you know, it's really a storytelling. Uh, it's not a shortcoming. It's a handicap and there's nothing that could be done about it. The thing is that the show rests on such a fascinating base. You know, what I'm talking about is the first episode and the second episode. There are so many twists and turns coming at you in the first two, three episodes that you are your appetite is better, right? And then you are like expecting that kind of movement to to sort of persist through the show. But around the, you know, just before the show is about to end, um, maybe a couple of episodes before that, they begin to sort of maybe around the end of the seventh episode, they, things start to make sense. So the moment things begin to make sense and things fall into place and you understand why those things have been happening, uh, that element of mystery is then taken out of it. So then really it's a matter of how it wraps up and what happens in the end. Yeah. So uh, so I think what happened with us too while watching it, but you know, yeah, that's the thing about even Steve, Stephen King novels, right? It's not really about knowing. You could totally read a Stephen King novel or watch a Stephen King movie or a show knowing how it ends because it's really the, the art, the craft lies yeah, yeah. in the telling of it. Correct. The thing is that, see, I mean, I'll tell you what, uh, eventually what I loved about the show uh, is Holly Gibney, right? Yeah, I mean, played by course, Cynthia you know, Erivo. Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Erivo. So I'm saying in the first couple of episodes itself, because there's Jason Bateman, there's Ben Mendelsohn, you're already like, wow, this show has some stellar actors. Who okay, I just, I just want to go over the entire cast. This cast is complete nuts. All right, Ben Mendelsohn, one of my absolute favorite actors, saw him on Bloodline, yeah. sold on the fact that he He's playing the main lead here. All right. Then you have Jason Bateman as your main culprit uh, or rather the, the suspect. So you're also interested there because, you know, such a great actor. Cynthia Erivo, who basically enters the story around the fourth, fifth episode mark. And, you know, then the story just goes into a different direction. Uh, is actually who the book or the story is named after, which yeah. is The Outsider. Uh, who I saw in a, in this beautiful movie called Widows just a week before we saw the show. So she's great. All the other actors, Bill Camp, we saw him on The Night Of. Jeremy Bob, we saw him on Fargo. Uh, you know, Mayor, Mayor Winningham, who we saw on The Affair. All these actors, Paddy Considine is again an actor that we've seen on so many other shows doing such a great job. So this is like an all-star cast show. Uh, and there are moments towards the latter end of the show where all these characters come together in one place. And just that can keep you going, right? I mean, just the basic story idea and the performances are enough 
for you to be engaged yeah like i said i mean in the first episode you're already in awe of the fact that you've got two i mean actually you've got an entire star cast filled with names that you've seen in such great shows and films and but for me really the show takes off and sindhya erivo enters Correct. right because holly gibney is fascinating holly gibney is someone who's been uh, who's could be considered a genius who can tell you crazy facts who can tell you lengths of buildings who can tell you which baseball player played on which match and why and what his stats are and yet she cannot comprehend sometimes the most simplest of things especially emotions and feelings i mean she is a fascinating character and i think after a point once she enters the show uh, i started to also look at this entire like the entire ensemble cast and was like you know what are the rest of you doing this woman has entered the show and she's carrying everything yeah, pretty that's much a, on yeah, her shoulders that's how the, so uh, also uh, holly gibney is a really popular character from yeah. stephen king novels and i wouldn't be surprised i mean because you know now we live in a in a in a world where the outsider may obviously it was pitched as a mini series but cynthia erivo is so good that if there is another you know they spin could off. totally spin off a holly gibney series around her hmm. i'd watch it but i'd still i still feel that cynthia erivo does not work on her own cynthia erivo works because she is playing off the performance of many other great actors like if there was a show that was entirely built around cynthia erivo I may not watch it, but say for example, they put Cynthia Erivo and Ben Mendelsohn, who are so diametrically different in personality, together in a show like a buddy cop show of the two of them. I'd watch that. I mean, fair enough. I'd definitely watch it if Ben Mendelsohn and Cynthia Erivo got together. But I'd also totally watch it if it was just the Holly Gibney character. Like I can see multiple seasons of Holly Gibney having to come in and solve these. uncrackable like you know just mysterious supernatural weird cases that have gone cold or that people just can't seem to wrap their head around okay let me put it this way matthew mcconaughey was outstanding in true detective but you can't have imagine it without woody harrelson either i think that's the analogy i would draw yeah but that was a proper buddy cop play this is like almost like you know ben mendelsohn doesn't know what to do no but i think the most interesting strand is exactly that that ben mendelsohn at the end of the day is a cop Cops go by facts, and he's a damn good cop. All the facts point towards Jason Bateman's character being the murderer, and that's the belief that he's going with. And you never question it. Cynthia Erivo, of course, is more into the whole supernatural, spiritual sort of thing. So I like that entire debate because the protagonist of the show, really, for me, was Ben Mendelsohn. Because even in the final. two three episodes of the show hmm. they were playing a lot on that conflict he uh, he had as a cop where he was constantly battling with the fact that there was this battle happening between logic and you know surrealism yeah and like he could not make his peace with it and it was almost like he is the audience you know yeah. so he's reflecting your own point of view yeah. and i really like that and i think that's really what your takeaway is i think that It was very smart of Stephen King to set a supernatural story in a procedural format because procedure is all about facts, evidence, reality, truth, uh, testimony, witness, and supernatural. You know, pretty much all 
the rules get thrown out of the window. You so I think talking, I find that really fascinating about it. While we're talking about supernatural, of course, um, if like me, you are a fatu and you cannot watch uh, slightly like, you know, eerie supernaturalish things happening late at night, do not watch the show alone because like I kept telling Anirudh that um, I'm so grateful I have him to sleep next to at night because if I watch this show and went to sleep, I would be freaking out. Yeah. Also, I mean, uh, now that you bring it up, this may not be the best show to be recommending during a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's what happens, right? Uh, here's what happened. The show literally, uh, the finale aired around mid-March and we really waited for all 10 episodes to air out and then we saw it right at the beginning of the lockdown. Um, I think it was the first show we binged. Yeah, and so, I mean, yeah, you could probably, I mean, if it doesn't really bother you, go ahead, check it out. I mean, all 10 episodes are on Hotstar. Uh, all 10 episodes are out on Hotstar. You can go ahead and check it out now. Uh, or maybe you could just, you know, bookmark it and wait for the lockdown to end and then see it. I think we both know clearly who the scene stealer of the show is, right? I think we agree on yeah, that. Yeah, Holly Gibney. It's right? clearly Cynthia, Cynthia Arrivo. Yeah, Cynthia Arrivo. Uh, also, Cynthia Arrivo is a very interesting actor. Mm. Uh, you know, she's got this personality which makes her intriguing, mysterious. Also, you should check Widows out. It's a really cool film um, on uh, Hotstar. Uh, and she's in it. And you'll see what I'm talking about. So, if you see... Widows, and then you watch The Outsider, there's no way in hell you'll be able to tell that it's the same actor. Because she brings so much of her personality, her body language to the role, right? Yeah. Wow moment for me on the series was, uh, Jason Bateman has two young daughters on the show, right? And after he's convicted and he's no longer around, uh, it's the mother who's sort of now taking care of the daughters and also dealing with her own grief. And the daughter keeps having this recurring nightmare of this man who comes to visit her at night. And, um, you know, tells her about, uh, and he, like, you know, he starts off looking like a supernatural creature and then goes on to eventually start looking more and more like Jason Bateman, her father, in later episodes. Yeah, and it was quite this, creepy. There's this one scene where she wakes up and she goes and she wakes up her mother and she talks about this man who's come to visit her. And it is so creepily short. I feel like that was the moment I was like, I can't watch the show alone. I can't watch the show alone. <laughs> what was your wow moment? No, I think uh, I think you're right. So I think for me, there were a couple of wow moments. I think the entire, the first episode I thought had a had quite a few wow moments. I think a lot of scenes that had Jason Bateman and Ben Mendelsohn. There's this beautiful scene, I think in the second episode, uh, where Ben Mendelsohn goes to meet Jason Bateman in the prison. Uh, and Jason Bateman, interestingly, used to be a, a baseball coach for the kids in town. Uh, and Ben Mendelsohn lost his son. And of course, Jason Bateman is in prison for having murdered a small kid and also raped the kid. Was there rape yeah, or there was rape. sexual assault yeah. uh, involved, right? And Ben Mendelsohn basically asked him a question about whether he ever laid his hands on his son in the past before the son died. Uh, although, the, I mean, there is no connection between his son's death and the murders. Uh, and, you know, Jason Bateman's comeback in that scene is just something really interesting because it's a very human comeback. And at that point, you really hate Jason Bateman because you're convinced that he's the murderer. Uh, I really like that because I genuinely tend to like those human moments mm. between uh, between criminal uh, aspects of the show. 
All right, so on the binge meter for me, the outsider is like a great buffet or a great thali where you start off really excited because you're like, wow, there are so many dishes. Wow, I'm so hungry. Wow, my eyes are so big and this is going to be amazing. But whether you enjoy the entire show or series totally depends on whether you enjoy the final dessert. So if you enjoy the final dessert, great. Hi, binge meter if you don't, well, too bad. Come back and give us gali on social media. On I, that I, note, Janice, I really think that this binge meter thing might be confusing people <laughs> more than helping them. No, no, great thali hai, bhaiyo, great thali hai. Final se finale I mein would, dessert pasand aega. I am not sure if I would, I would draw an analogy with the thali here. But sure, let's go with that for now. Yeah, guys, like, I mean, it's now 1.45 a.m. And we are talking gibberish, which is completely fine. The basic idea is that all 10 episodes are out on Hotstar. If we are talking about it on the show, it probably means that we liked it. So you guys should totally go and check it out. And if you're a Stephen King fan, then this show is a complete... And if you're not, I mean, I can tell you this much, even if you dislike the show, if you dislike the show for because if it's too dark or too complicated... The performances are fantastic. Just for them alone, the show is worth a watch. Yeah, guys. And if you didn't understand it, then internet is clear. I mean, just go freaking Google it. On that note, it is time for Anirudh and me to say goodbye. Good night. Good it's night. Time to literally good say. night and goodbye. It's also time to say good night to each other, Janice. It's 1.45 yeah. a.m. now. Don't it's lie, probably Anirudh. I'm going to watch three more episodes of Grey's Anatomy now. Maybe two. Maybe. But guys, if you want to come and give us feedback or you want to hear more interesting podcasts like this, of course, please go to ibmpodcast.com or go follow them on their app, IBM Podcast. And of course, if you want to reach out to Anirudh and me, I'm at Janicek85 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and now even TikTok and Anirudh <laughs> is at Aniguha on just Twitter and Instagram. Facebook pe wo kuch aur hai, TikTok pe account hi nahi hai. And like my good friend Arkupol, you want to give us any good feedback, positive feedback and tell us how great our podcast is, please log into Twitter and Instagram and do that because we love good feedback. Yeah, we love feedback. But just TV. positive feedback. Huh? If you like find us weird or like don't like our sour voices, that's just too bad. Just keep uh-huh, keep like, that opinion to yourself. There's a lot of criticism on Twitter <laughs> as it is. Yeah, don't add to the negativity bros. Chalo, time to say good night and goodbye. See and you stay next safe, week. Stay safe during the lockdown. And we'll see you next week once again with another recommendation. Janice, what recommend do yeah, We need to stop watching Grey's Anatomy. Next week we'll recommend sh- Grey's Anatomy. And start watching shows that we can talk about on this podcast. We'll figure out a way. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.